the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. Christ didn't simply heal a paralyzed man. He transformed him, both physically and spiritually. Those who are saved understand the very physical and spiritual relationship they have with Jesus Christ. If you know this, want this for someone else or for yourself, keep listening. The Transformative Power of Christ with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Good afternoon, Southeast Texas. This is Pastor John Allworth, and it's so good to be back with you. I was out for a couple of weeks, um, had a little exposure to COVID, tested negative today, thank God. But please, everyone, be careful out there. It's real. It's coming back. We all have to be careful and take care of ourselves. So anyway, Brother Baron Cheek was in for me last week, and I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but I understand he did very well, and I appreciate that. He continued a a series we've had about healing, and I want to continue that today. Uh, But let's pray first. Father God, we just thank you for all your grace, your forgiveness, and your healing. We know that we're healed by your stripes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, all right. Uh, we've been talking about how Jesus heals us in mind, body, and spirit. And we talked about how God heals us naturally through through the way he made our bodies, which is just incredible. Uh, we're self-healing organisms. We talked about how, how he heals us through medicine. He's the one that gives the knowledge and the skill that we've developed over time uh, to, to the doctors and to the medical community. And we talked about how he heals us supernaturally. And today I want to focus on that last part, supernatural healing, but perhaps not as you might imagine it. You know, we've all read, heard, or maybe even witnessed healing that can only be from God's touch. You know, you hear the story about the MRI where the brain tumor is just gone and nobody can explain it. We have a brother, Brother John Hammond, who goes to our church, and he he experienced uh, laying hands on a man in the Philippines who was supernaturally healed for some burns, uh, was out of the hospital when the doctors had said 11 months in two weeks, and he witnesses himself. So, uh, But I, I want to talk to you about how you can ignite the supernatural healing powers that dwell within you. You know, uh, as Paul said, we preach Christ and not ourselves. But I do believe that I have been healed, delivered, restored, not by anything I did, but by the grace of God and his divine intervention. Um, I think anybody that's experienced, you know, if you go to if you read the cross and the switchblade and, and you, you look at how David Wilkerson went into New York and how through the power of the Holy Spirit, people were delivered from heroin addiction, from gang violence. Uh, we've got a friend of the program, Philip Vaughn, who's come on here and told his story about how he went to multiple rehab centers and, and never got sober and from his alcoholic addiction to alcohol and how then he went to the open door mission, which we're so fortunate to have here in Houston and, and found Jesus Christ through the 12 step program and was supernaturally healed. So, you know, your thoughts and what you put into your body what you see, what you hear, and what you even eat are so critical to your mental, spiritual, and physical well-being. 
So I ask you, what do you feed yourself? You know, the Bible warns us in 1 Peter 5, 8, be alert and of sober mind, because your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Well, he's everywhere today, folks. He's in our TVs. He's in our news. He's on Facebook. He's in billboards. He walks through peer pressure. Uh, traffic snarls can, can make, cause many of us to sin. I know many of you are navigating through traffic right now. Pornography, political dissension and discord in our country. He's everywhere trying to distract us, infiltrate our minds, knock us off of our purpose, which is to worship God, to love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourselves, to be God's ambassadors on earth, to help one another, to spread the light of Christ that's our purpose, not anger, not, you know, getting mad and yelling at people and cursing and holding resentment and not being stuck in shame and guilt. No, God wants us to focus on him. So I ask you again, what are you feeding yourself? You ask, well, what does this have to do with healing? Well, I think it has everything to do with healing, mind, body, and spirit. You ever notice how even the littlest thing in your day can set you off in the wrong direction. Something goes wrong at work. Somebody upsets you. Somebody cuts you off in, in traffic. Or you get reminded of an old relationship that went bad. Anger, depression, fear. Like I said, he's out there like a roaring lion everywhere you look. So how do you start your day? Do you start your day in prayer? Asking that God's will be done in this particular day in your life? Or do you start it off getting mad? Had a, you had a nightmare and, and it just puts you in a bad mood. You ever heard this thing, got out of bed on the wrong side of the bed? Well, we've all been there. We've all been there. And many of us start our days with Facebook or Instagram or on our Apple phone. They call it a news feed because you're feeding yourself. Again, what are you, what are you feeding yourself? You know, People that are listening to music, I mean, I hate to be the old fogey that, that criticizes young music, but when we have this music that glamorizes violence or, or video games where you get points for killing lawyers or for stealing cars or for, for whatever, that, that that's feeding yourself and that gets into your spirit and your mind. And how does that affect you as you go along through life versus reading the word of God and having his peace and his joy start your day? <laughs> what a difference. You know, you say, I get the mental and spiritual aspects, but what does this have to do with our physical health? Well, again, everything. We have to be very careful with what we see, what we read, what we listen to, and indeed what we eat. What we put into our bodies has so much to do with who we have become. Well, first of all, scientists have proven that things like stress have a direct impact on our physical health. You've heard the expression, for example, they died of a broken heart. Depression, for example, can impact our immune system right now with a pandemic. That's very important. It can inhibit our physical activity. We don't exercise, interfere with every aspect of our mental, spiritual, and physical health. But there is a solution to the enemy's efforts to rob us of our health. In Matthew 6.33, Jesus was speaking of overcoming worry about the trivial things in the world. And he said, but seek his kingdom first and his righteousness and all else will be given to you as well. In 2 Corinthians 10, verses 4 through 5, Paul wrote, Our weapons have divine power. Praise the Lord. Our weapons have divine power to demolish strongholds. And we all face these strongholds, folks. 
It may be alcohol or, uh, uh, you know, drugs, but it may be depression. It may be anger. It may be shame and guilt over the past mistakes because we've all fallen short of the glory of God, each and every one of us. But we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Jesus doesn't want you stuck in shame and guilt. He wants to uplift you. He wants to take you out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. Well, there we have it. From those two scriptures, we essentially have all that we need. And why? In Romans 8 9, Paul wrote, You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit, if in fact the Spirit of God lives in you. It continues in Romans eight ten. But if Christ is in you, then even though the body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Jesus from the dead, he who raised Christ from the dead, will also give life to your mortal bodies because of the Spirit who lives in you. I mean, our spiritual health is the most important thing we have because everything else can go to heck in a handbasket almost you know but if if we've got our spiritual health we're okay we're in the palm of god's hand everything's okay but it goes beyond that you know first corinthians six nineteen through 20 says do you know that your bodies are temples of the holy spirit who is in you whom you have received from god you are not your own you were bought with a price therefore honor god with your bodies we, you know I, i'm guilty as anybody else too much chocolate cake, too much rich food. But we got to take care of ourselves so we can be warriors for Christ, so we can continue on our purpose in this life. You know, I just love the way the book of John starts. It's just, it's just, it's just such a wonderful exposition of who Christ is, and it just gives such meaning and fullness. John had an understanding of Christ. You know, he was the disciple who Jesus loved, but he had an understanding that the other apostles were wonderful, and they wrote wonderful accounts. But John, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. How wonderful. We are children of the most high God, children of the light. Jesus said in John eight twelve, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. So what are you feeding yourself? Are you feeding yourself things you shouldn't watch on your f- smartphone? Things that exploit women that are not of God? Are you getting wrapped up? I don't care if you're right or left. Are you just feeding yourself one side where you're getting all mad at the other side? You know, that's not what's really important. I'm not telling you not to be a good citizen. Of course you should be. You should vote your conscience and look at things and try to, try to, uh, you know, elect people with godly wisdom. But that's not what really is important. What is important is, is how are we following God? Are we leading other people into the ark of salvation? Are we helping show the light of Christ through our lives? What are we feeding ourselves, and therefore what are we giving off? Who have we become? 
Colossians verse 1, 10 through 13 says that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power for all patience and long suffering with joy, giving thanks to the father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. You know, on the cross, Jesus became sin and sickness. He became the nature of sin, the joy that was before him. That joy was you and me. He conquered. (laughs) He conquered sickness because we are promised everlasting life. Eventually, these bodies will go down, but we'll be raised up and given an immortal body that is glorious to join him for all eternity. Colossians 2.15, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Did you know that you are guaranteed a pardon if you're a believer? You know, pardons are a big deal. You know, we talk about presidential pardons, and pardons are a big deal. You are guaranteed a pardon for every sin you've committed if you're a believer in Jesus Christ and if you accept him as your Lord and Savior. Take authority because the resurrected king has conquered it all. You know, these are all uplifting symptoms, but what do we do? What is my role, you ask yourself? Well, you spend time with him. You know, there are 250 verses in the Bible that speak directly of seeds. And there's a long list of the kinds of seeds that the the Bible talks about. But I want to focus on one. The word of God is a seed. And you put that word down deep into your soul. God made us incredibly. You know that all the engineers and all the computers that ever existed in the whole world couldn't design the human body the way we are. A single human cell is more complicated than a jet airplane. (laughs) You know, God was talking to a scientist. This is a joke, by the way. This is not true theologically. God was talking to a scientist, and the scientist said, Hey, God, we don't need you anymore. We can make a human out of anything. Let's have a... And God said, okay. And the guy said, the scientist said, Yeah, let's have a, a, a contest. We'll, we'll, make, we'll see who can make the best human out of dirt. And so the scientist reached down into the dirt, picked up a hand, and God said, Uh-uh-uh, not so fast. Get your own dirt. So <laughs> God gave us everything. He gave us a skeleton, which, which is the, the framework for our body. It's just brilliantly designed. And he gave us a skeleton for living life, the Ten Commandments. The Bible itself, we've, we've got an open book test. It tells us how to live life right there. Jesus says, if you love me, you will obey my commands. And if we obey his commands, we have the abundant life that Jesus promised for us. He gave us blood. The blood goes through our body, and it, and it cleanses our body. It goes through our liver, and I'm not a biologist but or a doctor, but it goes through our liver and our kidneys, and it cleanses us from all the impurities that we take in. Just like he gave us the blood of Jesus Christ, which cleanses us of all our sins. He gave us the heart, and our heart has chambers. And what we ingest into our heart, what seeds we put in, those flow from our veins. And when we ingest the word of God, that can literally heal you. That is supernatural, folks. We may not see tumors disappear 
you know, miraculously, not every one of us, but we are healed supernaturally on a daily basis. If you cut your finger, you coagulate or you'd bleed to death. If you if you you can reverse kidney disease by taking care of your body. Did you know every morning joy does indeed, as the Bible say, come in the morning. We get new neurons in our brain every morning. And when we worship God and engage in create, creative activities, when we pray in the spirit, the, the, the neurons, they can actually see these on certain kinds of scans now. Those neurons are healthy. They're blooming like healthy trees. And when we engage in things like that we shouldn't, like anger and resentment and jealousy, those neurons are stick figures. We can supernaturally heal our bodies by what we see, what we hear, what we take into our bodies. That's supernatural, folks. That's supernatural healing. That God gave us the ability to be partners with him. The Bible says we're co-workers with God. In that context, it's talking about leading people to salvation, but we are co-workers with God in our own bodies. That's why the body says, the Holy Spirit, your body is a temple. Be careful what you put in it. Be careful what you hear. Be careful what you see. In Matthew, Jesus says, for out of the heart, Come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. What seeds are you putting into the chambers of your heart? What are you looking at? What are you seeing? What are you reading? What are you hearing? Indeed, what are you even eating? Put good things. Put the word of God into your heart. First John 2.15, do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. Now, Jesus does. We have to exist in this world. Jesus wants us to have an abundant life. He wants us to take care of our families. But we have to be careful that that's not where our focus is. That we don't wake up in the morning obsessed with Facebook or and the news in the world. You know, I know pastors that have taken, don't watch TV anymore, don't watch news anymore, because they want to focus on their relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm not saying you have to go to that extreme, but where's your priority? What are you putting into your life? Revelation twelve eleven. they triumphed over him. We are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. You know the way that the... the Jesus came at a time when there was no radio station. There were no billboards. He got 12 ordinary guys. And from them, it spread out like a ripple because they saw the radical love that Jesus Christ preached. And they were willing to love him more than their lives. The Bible tells us throughout Psalm 119, teach me good judgment and knowledge for I believe your commandments. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now I keep your word. We are healed through the word of God. We are healed through worshiping him. Obedience to Christ will heal you in mind, body, and spirit. Psalm 24, 7. Lift up your heads, O you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Bring him into your heart. Make him the most important thing in your life. You know, in Matthew sixteen eighteen, Peter said, told jesus said who do you think i am and peter said you're the messiah son of god and jesus said on this rock i will build my church and the gates of hell will not overcome it he wasn't talking about peter 
He was talking about the revelation that Jesus Christ was the Messiah, the Son of God, that all we need in our lives is to accept him into our hearts. That's the rock. Build your temple or your house on that rock. Do you know that we need to heal our nation? Did you know that until 1954, we added the words under God to the Pledge of Allegiance? In fact, in the Gettysburg Address, Lincoln said that the nation shall, under God, have a new birth of freedom. This spawned a a sermon. Let me back up a little bit. Let me back up to the to the beginning of this of this country. This this country has been under such division and strife. We need to be healed as a nation. We need to be one nation under God. We were a nation that was founded under these words. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the declaration written so beautifully by Thomas Jefferson back in 1776, it ended, and for the support of this declaration with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, our sacred honor. With the protection of divine providence. How far have we lifted away, drifted away from that as a nation? What do we glorify today in the media? Is it godly? What are you looking at on your TV? What are you looking at in your news feed? What are you looking at on a daily basis? Are you turning to the word of God, the, the king of kings, the prince of peace, What is the most important priority? What are you feeding into your mind, body, and spirit? So Lincoln said, as I said, that the nation shall under God have a new birth of freedom. You know, so there was a sermon that Dwight Eisenhower, President Eisenhower, went to called a new birth of freedom. He argued that our nation's might lay not in our military power, but in our spirit and and our higher purpose. Eisenhower said, as he added, under God to the, de- to the Pledge of Allegiance, from this day forward, the millions of our school children will proclaim in every city, in every village, and rural house, the dedication of our nation and our people to the Almighty. In this way, we are reaffirming the transcendence of religious faith in America's heritage and future. In this way, we shall constantly strengthen those spiritual weapons which forever will be our country's most powerful resource in peace and war. The country needs to come back to that, but you need to come back to that. That's your greatest resource is your spiritual health. You know, we hear that the hearts of many, the people will grow as lawlessness grows. The hearts and the love of people will grow cold, but your heart doesn't have to. You can feed it good seeds. Hey, I want you to join us this coming Sunday at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. Sunday nights in the Heights. We meet at 240 West 18th Street, right in the heart of the Heights, 77008. You know, we're we're, we're a non-denominational, spirit-filled, Bible-based church. And and we'd we'd love to meet you. We're going to come here, a a, a Bible-based message, uplifting, encouraging I'm going to preach an encouraging message this coming Sunday. Sunday nights in the Heights. We're at 240 West 18th Street and 770-008, right in the heart of the Heights. Come join us. I know it's hard to walk into a new place sometimes, but if you want to be uplifted, if you want to be loved, if you want to be encouraged, if you want to hear the word of the Lord, if you want to end your weekend, Sunday nights in the Heights, 
worshiping the Lord. There used to be a lot more Sunday night services, but we're there every Sunday night at 6 p.m., 240 West 18th Street. We'd l- I'd love to meet you. I'd love to, I'd love to worship with you. So we need to turn back individually and as a nation. And he will heal us mentally, spiritually, and physically. You know, Jesus said in Matthew thirteen fifteen, I started to quote that a little earlier, for the hearts of the people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing and their eyes have closed. Lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so that I should heal them. That's who Jesus is. He wants to heal us mentally, physically, and spiritually. And we have a role in that in a supernatural fashion by what we take in, what we see, what we hear, and what we eat. We can supernaturally affect our health in so many ways. You know, there's a pandemic raging right now. But there's a vaccine for anything that's ailing you in life, whatever it might be. And his name is Jesus Christ. Come worship with us. New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, 240 West 18th Street, 77008. I'd love to give you a hug. and My wife would as well. And, you know, we're a church plant. We're new. But, you know, we're having some powerful services. You know, we, we love you at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. But more importantly, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Good night and amen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.